Welcome to the Author's Podcast with Lisa Newton. Writing a book is a dream for many people, and in today's society, it has become easier and more important than ever. If you are an expert, speaker, coach, or an authority in your field, having a book is the new business card. It can increase your credibility, enhance your status, and make you the go-to person in your field. Opening doors and bringing a flood of opportunities straight to you. You can increase your fees and start choosing the clients you really want to work with. The Author's Podcast Show with Lisa Newton is designed to inspire, educate and inform you, both entrepreneur and individual, on how to write a book, as well as writer's tips and strategies on how to actually get that book written. On today's show, you learn more about how to write a book, including writing ideas, marketing, and how to succeed in getting a book written. Here we go with the author's podcast, and here is your host, Lisa Newton. Welcome to another episode of the Authors Podcast. Today, my guest is Cynthia Trevino, the Client Clarity Mentor. In 2001, Cynthia became an instant overnight entrepreneur after a massive downsizing. Even knowing a ton about corporate marketing, after two years of missteps, it became clear that she understood zero about marketing herself. After a glass of Syria, one night she had an aha moment she wasn't connecting with ideal clients because she made the colossal mistake of trying to serve all founders and small businesses at the same time so she self-published her amazon number one bestseller she markets a guide for women entrepreneurs cynthia's biggest mission when becoming a solopreneur was to save other women from the struggle of figuring out how to market and attract clients they love And that's still her urgent mission today because she won't stand for amazing women entrepreneurs not being heard by the people who need them. So on the line, I should have with me Cynthia Trevino. Hello, Lisa. (laughs) Hi. It's so nice to chat with you from California. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you. So to jump straight in then, Cynthia, let's start at sort of like at the beginning. How did the sort of the massive downsizing come about? Because I get a feeling that there will be a few people out there that are going to be experiencing a massive downsizing themselves pretty soon. So tell us about that. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. And it was interesting because I have to say this was a story I didn't revisit I didn't dwell on, I didn't think about at the time. It happened in 2001. I began writing my book in 2016. Mm. And that's a big stretch of time, right? But, Mm. But because it was my first book and I was writing about myself because my editor said, you know, you need to put your own story here because that's the whole reason I wrote the book. But to jump back, the telecom industry was, not in a good place. And uh, I was a Silicon Valley company that had grown really fast. I had joined and um, there had been 120 employees when I joined something like that. 
And by the time they did the massive downsizing, they had 350 employees and I only worked for them for a couple of years. So, I mean, you know, it's a typical story. They got investors, outside investors, venture capitalists, and they just grew really fast. And so, but the problem was as a woman professional, I kept my head down, I worked and I didn't pay attention to what was going on outside. And I just put my head in the sand. I was the ostrich <laughs> when it came to where is this company going? So then the downsizing hit and um, I had zero plan. I didn't have my resume done. I didn't have, I, had, I hadn't even given a thought to what I would do if I needed to find a new job. And becoming a self-employed marketing professional was nowhere on my radar screen. <laughs> You know, a lot of us have, a lot of women have a lemonade stands, right? Or they have, um, they create things or are, they just come up with great ideas. I never dreamed of any of that. I never. So it was tough. And I very quickly learned that it was going to be hard to find a job. I was over 50 and I had a couple of disastrous interviews and I just said, well, I don't need this. I'm going to go look for clients instead of looking for a job. But, you know, I really had zero training. So if you think about 2001, Lisa, and maybe many of your listeners were still in school, but there, you know, today, right, you can go to Google and you can blog, uh, you can just do a quick Google search, how to start my own business, how to become an entrepreneur. And you'll have what? How many blogs will you have pop up? <laughs> thousands, hundreds of thousands. Exactly. Wow. This trust me, in 2001, that was not the case. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I just, you know, so I just sort of stumbled through, and it was, it wasn't well planned. I would never recommend that anyone uh, go, take the path I took. However, the one thing I thought to myself, oh, marketing, I got this. I was marketing in corporate for years. I can do product launches. I can do messaging. I can do literature. I can direct teams. I mean, at any rate. So I just thought, oh, not a problem. The rest of the business is going to be tough. So I went to a ton of networking events, you know, one-on-one -on -one here in San Diego. And um, yeah, so it, San Diego is a very popular, networking is huge. I'm sure it's, it's huge everywhere. But at that time, it was a lot of in-person networking. And, but I just wasn't connecting and because my messaging wasn't there. And so it was just, I didn't realize for way too long, wait a minute, I haven't learned how to market myself. I was using my corporate marketing habits, practices, right, mm. to market myself. And I was talking as though I were an established brand. I was using a sort of canned messaging. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's funny now, but, it, you know, it, it wasn't at the time. And, and, of course, it's difficult for many of us to see ourselves until we kind of get a little bit of distance. But at any rate. I did get that aha moment and I realized that even though, and that's a, the thing about marketing, it's not about small business owners or startups, uh, founders of startups, like San Diego is a big tech startup uh, company uh, town. And I, I did, a lot of my clients were later were founders of, of technology startups. So it was great once I got myself going. But in the beginning, Lisa, it was just, I just couldn't see what I was doing wrong. And I realized I had to take a step back and really drill down. And that's when I taught myself the difference 
Yeah, this is going to, I'm going to be a little bit of a marketing geek for a moment. Okay, Lisa? Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned that, you know, there's target market and that's a large group of people who share the characteristics of who you as an entrepreneur, you as a business want to serve. And then you have a niche market, which is a smaller group within the target market. But what I learned as a solopreneur was that I needed to get to that diamond in the middle the dream client, the ideal client who is different from the niche market. So it's that little group of people inside your target market. Then you go smaller to, to niche market and then a dream client. So those are the ones that are just suited for the services that you offer as an entrepreneur or as a business owner. Right. And that's, that's how I learned that hard lesson. And, and, you know, it's really interesting because you actually have a background in marketing, in corporate marketing. And yet when you started your own business, this is that, something that you later sort of realized and discovered. So think of all those people with absolutely no marketing experience whatsoever. And yes. they're out there and they're going to networking events and it's not working for them and they're wondering why, you know. So yeah. I think that's yeah. really quite interesting. Yes. So, and, and, and yes, like it or not, if you're a business owner, a solopreneur, a consultant, a business coach, a life coach, whatever you call yourself, you are, you know, you're the chief cook and bottle washer, we say in the US. I mean, yep, yes. you, you do everything from change the printer cartridges, right, to go out and make the sales. So if you're, in, if you're a business owner, if you're a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, you're a marketer. And so... I agree. Although, yeah, absolutely. Although I tell my clients and students, if you're a business owner, you don't have to be an expert marketer. What you do have to be is an expert in who is your ideal client. Right. And I suppose that's where your title, the client clarity mentor comes in. Yes, yes, absolutely. And yes. do, where is it that people go wrong then? Do they think that everyone is their target market or have they just not maybe realized who their best customers are or who really might want their product or service? That's an excellent question because because there's a couple of ways that solopreneurs go wrong. Uh, first of all, they do. They say, oh my gosh, I have a great, and they are. They're, they're great coaches. They're really good um, at helping people overcome blocks, get to their goals, or if they're a weight loss coach, you know, or in the wellness space. So they're experts at what they do. And there are, it's true, uh, countries full of people could benefit from their services. That's true. But if you try to talk to everyone, you're going to have a very generic, vanilla, boring message. Mm. When you do the work to research and understand who your dream clients are, what motivates them? What's the why? Why do they want to solve the problem that they have that you can help them with? Or why do they want to achieve the dream? that you can help them achieve. And so it's when you think about that, the characteristics of that person, and it goes way well beyond the demographics or the provable facts like age, income, industry. You, that's a starting point, but you never, never stop there. As a good entrepreneur, you're gonna drill down and really understand of all the people you serve, Think about your biggest successes and what common characteristics did they have? They might be different age groups. They might be different backgrounds. They might be in different industries, but they share a motivation, a commitment to solve a problem. 
And that's what you want to get to. Okay. And so you've managed to do that for yourself. So at what point was it that you thought, I can write a book about this? Oh, gosh. You know, just as I was a reluctant entrepreneur, Lisa, I have to tell you, I was, you won't be surprised. I was a completely reluctant author. I never, I, once again, this was not in my bailiwick. I was a totally reluctant author. I really did not want to write a book, but I realized that it was such a good way to introduce myself to women entrepreneurs I might never meet. So my book is written as a way to grow my business and a way to introduce myself to people that that I would never get to get to meet. And I share everything I teach my students in the book. And so I was I have to admit, I was um, gently prodded by my husband because he said, you know, look, there's so many people that are looking for answers and the other thing is, you know, once you self-publish, you, you own everything. And I didn't want to go through the struggle I'd seen other people go through trying to find a traditional publisher. And the other thing that really very, very, very early turned me off was that to traditional publishing was that I heard of a woman who had written a book and she had a traditional publisher, Lisa. And then she went to use her book because I believe in re recycling your content. You write a blog, you share it on social media, right? You, it's your writing, you chop it up into snippets and you share it everywhere, right? Yeah. And so this woman had published her book traditionally and then uh, her publisher would not let her use some of the contents on, on her blog. And I was just, that, that one story just set me off, Lisa. I was like, no. I'm right. That's like being back in corporate and being told what you can do. And yeah, no, I, no, absolutely. I mean, yes, I'm sorry. No, 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 I, I, I agree. Um, and, and there are um, rules and, and contracts and copyright and things like that. And that you do have to uh, watch out for with traditional publishing. Yes. Yes. And, and who knows? I mean, we all know so much later, but when you're initially uh, settling with a, with a publisher, you, you can't think of what you're going to want to do with your content a year down the road or two years down the road at any rate. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I was always going to uh, self-publish. And then the other thing was that I think about, you know, Google is a giant, huge search engine, obviously. And so is Amazon. And as, when I looked at it, I mean, I finally realized, oh my gosh, there's a ton of people every day searching on Amazon to solve problems. And so why, why shouldn't I be there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with me, your host, Lisa Newton. You can email me, lisa at lisanewton.co.uk. And remember, we have the Inner Circle, which is for writers just like you. And you can join us at writerbook.net. you're tuning in I'm just talking to Cynthia Trevino who is the client clarity mentor and she's written a book called She Markets a guide for women entrepreneurs so just thinking then Cynthia about the the title She Markets do you think that women market differently to men or was there a reason why 
or was it just that it, it's your target market female entrepreneurs? I love that question. You know, for me, I know so many women who say these things daily. Tell me if you've heard these, Lisa. Hmm. Oh, I don't want to promote myself. I'll feel hypey. Yeah. If I if I market my business, I'll feel salesy. Yeah. So I heard those comments so often from women entrepreneurs that and that were my friends. And that's when I decided, okay, I mean, there are just tons and tons and tons of experts out there that are men, and that's all great. That's the world we're in. I want to, I want to have a specific voice. And so, you know, that's what I did. And I got challenged about the title, but it's my book. (laughs) (laughs) It's my experience. It's my content. So there you go. I even, I have to tell you, Lisa, I was even challenged by it by a few women, but, but no, that's, it's, um, it's, it's easy to remember. She markets is an easy to remember title. (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's actually back to what you said in the beginning about knowing your niche and not being frightened to say, do you know what, uh, th- this is my niche, this is my audience, and this book is for them. So Exactly, it is, and it is. And I had a lot of, you know, I did get some feedback from different people who, uh, my friends who were expert marketers. And I said, I didn't write my book for women who are expert at marketing. They don't need me. <laughs> <laughs> my book is very basic. It's just very, it starts with with mindset and strategy. And then I put a five-step system in to help you get to know your ideal client. After that, then you can write content for your website, write content on social media. You can go write emails. But the point of of all of everything, what I realized when I started writing the book, and it's even more true today, is there's a ton of information out there, which is all good. You know, we need different voices. We need everything. We need everyone's voice to be included who wants to be Mm. and so but first you want to know who you're talking to yeah and you know I have to tell you there's a lot of people who are self-employed will say but if I focus on one dream perfect ideal client I'll miss out on a lot of business and then I tell them my JK Rowling anecdote that I heard and I don't have a specific source for this but I heard it and I love the story so, so when, as clearly you in the UK know, because of um, JK Rowling is from UK, but when she was writing the first Harry Potter book, she had one reader in mind and it was a 13 year old boy. And so she wrote the first Harry Potter story for the 13 year old boy. And yet Clearly, the story has resonated across cultures, across age group, mm-hmm. right across yeah. every every kind every kind of person, every in every group. So my point is, this is my story. Okay, now this is Cynthia's interpretation. Mm-hmm. J.K. Rowling poured her passion, her creativity, all her care to to entertain and enthrall this thirteen-year-old boy. And so, and look how it resonated. So we, as an entrepreneur, you need to think, who is your 13-year-old boy? And then you pour everything, all of your expertise, your creativity, and your passion for serving others 
the reason you started your business, you pour that into your content and into your conversations, and then people will resonate. And, and you may attract people who aren't your, your specific ideal client, but that's okay. You, you're the boss, right? You make the decision who you want to serve in your business. No, absolutely. And I think something interesting you said about the idea that, you know, because of Google and Amazon, you, you've got almost like, a, you know, a global worldwide platform that your clients, your potential clients can find you through that, yes. that route. Yes. So as you are a, a client clarity mentor, and even though you're in America, you can work with people globally. So yes. how how would you work with people globally? If someone out there listening saying, you know what, Cynthia's talking my language like, yes, like, <laughs> like I'm with you. I understand it. Like, how do people get to work with you? Well, um, they can come to my website, shemarketsmentor.com. And I I teach, I have a five-step system that I teach and it takes five weeks and uh, I give exercises and then women go through it. Now I'm currently working on turning that into a digital course. So it'll be self-study, but at the moment, I teach it one-on-one. And I always teach using Zoom or Skype. So you're right, it can be global. And I send lessons. And and the, the benefit of when I work one-on-one is one of my superpowers, Lisa, is that I'm a master brainstormer. <laughs> so, so at the end, we brainstorm great titles that women entrepreneurs can use for blogs or for email subject lines or on their website or on articles they may publish online in their industry. Maybe there's an industry website where they contribute articles. And so I'm, I'm just a super master brainstormer. It's one of my most fun things to do. So that's that's how I, it, it works. So it's it, that way we just drill down and with the exercises, my students are able to, to because here's the thing, everybody knows who their person is the person that that really gets the best results from whatever they do in their business their products their services their programs their own classes and so by taking it step by step and you become you get to know this person and everything you know about them and then it's much easier to talk to the one it's what much easier for you to talk to your 13 year old boy once you do th- yeah. this work <laughs> well I, I find that oftentimes people need someone to help them get to that point you know so it's yeah I can see that so you've got your your program of how you got there so did you have this and then think you know what I could turn this material into a book and into a course is that how the process of I know your husband mentioned oh you should write a book but how did that bit begin yes and it was it was my husband who recommended that I put it into a book and I resisted for a while. And then I said, oh, okay. And then because I have a five-step system, the, the meat of the book was the five steps, right? So that part was easy. Mm. And But luckily I had an editor. I had a content development editor that I worked with early on. She was, oh, Lisa, she was a godsend. Because for I, I recommend to everyone listening, if you're considering writing your first book, you need that because I floundered for a few months. And even though I had well-intentioned friends and everyone giving me advice, a content development editor is just a godsend because obviously they know, they ask you, okay, who's your reader? And is this making sense? And when I wrote the first draft, what I had left out were stories 
because I hadn't, right, I hadn't gone that deep. And I, I think my corporate background, because I was in corporate for so long, it was like my idea of a story was problem, solution, result, right? No color, with no, <laughs> with no um, J.K. Rowling-esque color to it or, or filling in who are these, these people you're talking about that, that you've helped. So, and even my own story, my own story was I got laid off. I became an entrepreneur. I learned how to market myself and here I am. Well, you know, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty flat story. So I have to say my uh, editor helped me learn how to tell a story and to dig deep and be more um, authentic about the struggles I had. And I do, I do share the struggles I had getting from, you know, newbie, brand new, completely unaware brand new self-employed person to, okay, I got this. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I get that. You were listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton. Please do subscribe to, like and share this channel. So if you're just tuning in, I'm talking to Cynthia Trevino, who is the author of She Markets, a guide for women entrepreneurs. Cynthia, I just want to go back to one thing you said, which was that you were reluctant to write this book. So what was it that just what what kind of why was you reluctant? Wow, because it was just like I felt when I first had to go networking for myself. Before that, I worked for a large company, and then I worked for a well-known um, upstart in Silicon Valley, and I always had somebody else's logo on my card, and I was fine. I'm Cynthia Trevino, you know, I'm director of marketing, or I'm a product lead, or I'm a product marketing director, product management, all those different titles, right? And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's great, a big logo. And But all of a sudden, I had my own logo on my business card. So the book was the same thing. I was, I can write blogs. I can help other people. I can write other people's, uh, at the time, I don't do this anymore. I was ghost blogging and ghost tweeting for the founders that were my clients. And when it's somebody else's name, Lisa, logo, mm-hmm. I'm fearless. When it was mine and put my name on a book, I was terrified. And by then I'd already been an entrepreneur for a long time. Right. And so there was fear. There was, oh my gosh, what do I have to say? And this is going to be a giant project and I have clients and, you know, (laughs) I want to have a life. And, but but it was really self-doubt. It was, well, can I really write you? So that, that was all of it. And so I think if anyone is listening and you're worried about you feel self-doubt about your message, your voice, your expertise, please push through it. So it's it's just a matter of you just start and then you go part way. You go, what am I doing? I am not, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why you have an editor to guide you. But there's still times that you, there's just so much self-doubt, Lisa, for me. And then I just got over it. Actually, one day uh, I was at the, second draft and I was so close and my editor had told me that I had to tell the story of how I felt when I was downsized from corporate and unprepared and so the book is like 85% done at this point right imagine 85% done the book took me 23 months to write so this was probably month 21 and so (laughs) and so this was my last assignment from my editor was to fill in this story and 
I, I was just, I, I, my husband is my business partner. We both work, you know, from our home and have for a long time. And so I was sitting at my desk and I just got up and I went out and I said, you know, I really do not need to finish this book. <laughs> you know, dear, I really, it, 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 nobody needs another marketing book and it'll be fine. I'll put it in blogs. And I went on for about 20 minutes explaining to Jim, my husband, why I really didn't need to write this book. Mm. And then I ranted and raved. I had another couple of cups of coffee. And then I came back in. <laughs> I, came, I sat down at my desk and I just started typing. And I poured this. And you know, it took me less than an hour, Lisa. And mm. I had been resisting, resisting. writing this part yes. for weeks, for weeks, or probably yes. longer. <laughs> right? yeah. So my recommendation is find a friend, a family member, your partner, your spouse, anyone, rant for 20 minutes, have a couple of cups of coffee, <laughs> and sit down and just dive in. <laughs> okay. No, and, and I think that's it. I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. That's it. I think um, it's sometimes that's what's got to be done. But when you're in that flow, it pours out, as you said, you, you resist it for some time, but then it's all out yes. on paper. And you I mean you're an international best-selling author do you get like inquiries from the book has that helped your business because sometimes some people use the book for promoting their work in that way and you can get new clients new opportunities new leads from doing that so has a book changed your life in that kind of sense yes it has it has because when i um before all of as as we're in the midst of the pandemic still as this is being recorded um i was doing more in person networking and what really worked for me lisa was to i know some people will hand their book to uh, 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 you know i don't do that cuz i want to make sure someone is interested in really interested in my work or, or interested in solving the problem, not interested in my work. That was a misstatement. Interested in solving the problem. They're just stuck about marketing. You know, they're really, they're, they're just not reaching the people that they want to serve. And so what I would do is after I met them, I would send them a copy of my book. And that's how I really made connections because it's a deeper connection once, you know, they get a copy of the book after they've met you. No, definitely. And, and they say the book is the new business card. And yes. no one, people don't tend to throw books away. They'll keep that. That's something yeah. special to them. You know, it'll be on their bookshelf. So you've always, you're, you're in a special place on their, on their mantelpiece, wherever it might be, if, if you do give someone yes. your book. Yes, yes. And the other thing that turned out that surprised me as part of my promotional materials before the, you know, I got a, a bookmark published with a title of the book and some, cause on a, if you think about a bookmark, you can put a little more content on it, right? And I had it nicely designed and I gave that out for several months before and after my book was published, Lisa. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of calls. Women would call and they would say, you know, I kept your bookmark on my desk because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it you know, you put a, everyone puts a pile of, of, of business cards, but mine stood out cause it was a bookmark. Mm -hmm. So it, that was kind of an interesting twist. I just, I had created it because I thought, well, why not? I'm it's a bookmark, right? But <laughs> that turned out to be a, a helpful marketing tool for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. So thank you, Cynthia. Thank you very much for sharing your um, experience and how you found book writing and giving the 
uh, listeners a lot of tips actually on, on marketing. And I think with small businesses, it's the one thing they fall down on. You know, they know their business inside out, they're doers, yeah. they're technicians, as they say, but the marketing, you can't be the best kept secret. Yeah, you know, you people need to know who you are and, you know, how to find you. So um, exactly. in, in any business. So for Cynthia, if you want to get in touch with Cynthia, you can go to the website shemarketsmentor.com. You can also find Cynthia on Twitter at Connect Your Genius and your respelt you are, and also on Instagram, Cynthia Mentor. Okay, Cynthia, thank you very much for being a guest on the Authors Podcast. That's been very insightful. Thank you so much for inviting me, Lisa. It was so much fun chatting with you. I really enjoyed it. (laughs) And and so listeners, so to remind you, the book title is She Markets, A Guide for Women Entrepreneurs. You can find Cynthia Trevino and it's T-R-E-V-I-N-O as the Client Clarity Mentor. Thank you for tuning in to the Authors Podcast. It's me, your host, Lisa Newton, and I will see you on the next episode of the Authors Podcast. You have been listening to the Authors Podcast with Lisa Newton, sponsored by Boogles Limited. Tweet the show at Boogles underscore books, spelled B. O-O-G-L-E-Z underscore books. You can also contact your host via the email address lisa at lisanewton.co.uk And if you want to join our author's community, join the inner circle at www.writerbook.net You have just been listening to the author's podcast with Lisa Newton. See you next time.